everybody. Welcome to episode 19 of Bruisers Breakdowns and Beards. It is Sunday, January 24th, 2021. I am your host, Michael Reed. I am Kevin WK. Go Chiefs! Yes, sir. I got all my uh, I got all my my gear. I'm wearing all the merch right now because we got the AFC <laughs> Championship game tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, the hair metal heartthrob Dallas Cade being a complete Casey Homer today. That's right. Unabashedly. I- I'm the only one in a wrestling shirt. So I'm wearing my red shirt, so it's not it's not a Chiefs <laughs> yeah, shirt. You're, you're, yeah, I'm not even on brand for the Chiefs game. Shame um, on me. So. Hey, but you're, but you're on brand with the show, shirt. so that's good enough. Mike. That's true. No. I'm I'm in a Journey Pro T-shirt in my Journey Pro venue. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, your 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 recently your has since deceased Journey Pro venue. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Someone really should really Kansal. break down the ring at some point if if the venue right, is not think. reopening. I mean, they've got such amazing bathrooms in here, so I'm in good shape, but, <laughs> you know. Very good bathrooms. I'm going to miss those. So how bathrooms. are you getting food, Mike? How are you getting food while you're in there? The bar, dude. I got the bar. I got the kitchen right behind the bar. It's great. But where's the food? The kitchen's where you make food and prepare it to eat, but where's the food surplus actually coming from? I've just been like... snagging food from the other bars that are connected here. On uh... <laughs> Got you. Eventually, and there's like a price shopper right out. down the street, so yeah. you're good. You know, for those who didn't see it, uh, DJ Stewart of of the Team Journey Pro, you know, one of the owners there, uh, had a, a Facebook Live this week, kind of giving us a, kind of a brief update on on how they're doing, mm-hmm. and they're talking about how they're hunting down a venue. And I wanted to tell them, like, dude, the music store right next to Kansas Hall is like up for sale. Like, they should buy. I I no, like if they, uh, and I don't, I just don't know what the cost of yeah rent in a place like that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the owner of, I, I don't know if it was one block or if it was just Kanza. I think it might have just been Kanza. The owner of Kanza had that building on a lease. So uh, if somebody were to pick up that lease, they can they can open business again. Uh, I don't think that would happen for Journey, though, because one of, like, long-term, what they eventually want to do is have a place, you know, to kind of, produce business between shows they want right. to have somewhere for the guys to train at they want to have a place where they can eventually train more guys mm-hmm. um so well, they that... like they and, and dj said that in his live they want to look for somewhere they can like permanently set roots and kind of be that like have that be their their venue their dojo their yeah right their, yeah, basically yeah exactly well that's why i'm, I'm inspired by what mpx does in dallas where they they have they just got like an old department store Right. And con- converted it into like a, a smaller wrestling venue, but they it's the same thing. They do training and, and shit out of there. Um, I was reminded. I I know we talked about this when it first came out, but I was I was kind of on a YouTube rabbit hole the other night, and I remembered the the bowling for soup video for Alexa Bliss mm-hmm. was filmed there at the MPX Arena. Yeah. Um. So for for those of you who you know, I've, I've always talked up MPX, and and you want an idea of what they. Uh, what it looks like in there if if you're not already signed up to mpx's network which i i highly recommend especially if you want to see some you know like uh some good texas wrestling you can do that but for those who don't know you can easily go to youtube and look up bowling for soups uh alexa bliss video and you can see they actually there's some really cool shots of of the uh mpx arena in there mm-hmm. so uh but that's that's what i want journey pro to do is is there's got to be i know up here in the northland there's a bunch of old kmarts that are gone that I feel like that would be perfect for like an old department store. Cause the other thing that DJ mentioned was needing parking. 
and that yeah. solves that problem. Yeah. So I just don't know what that's the, the that's the problem with trying to find somewhere closer to Kansas City to run is right. that most times you're not going to have somewhere that has good parking, at least by itself, because like right. a place where people park that isn't that doesn't also have like a bunch of other places of business around it. So, well, and also everything I'm on the Missouri side and I don't know the whole story about getting licensed to be able to wrestle in Missouri, but I've heard Missouri is a bigger pain in the butt than Yes. Like Kansas and Illinois. So that's why you Samuels actually have to get licensed in Missouri. Kansas, you don't. Yeah. Is that a state? And so I guess that's a state it's thing. A state by so state thing, yeah. Thing. Mm-hmm. So that sucks. That's why wrestling um, is hotter in others. I mean, that's why you've seen, like, I mean, I'm assuming that's why Spalding was in, you know, they ran in Spalding. Which in Ill- in Illinois, Illinois, yeah. On yes. the Illinois side, yeah. Because of the fact that it's just right over the river and it mm-hmm. had much less restrictions in Missouri. Missouri, yeah, they're really weird about it. So the sports so the kind of thing I'd like to go and and try to like campaign to change, but I don't even know where to start. And I don't even know like in 2021, who's going to give a shit about, you know, yeah, uh, what's needed to, to perform like athletic sporting competitions in Missouri or something. I mean, yeah. Everybody's got bigger fish to fry right now, but I think once things are up and running, I'm, I'm going to like, I'm having I'm to a campaign, damn it. Meeting. Yeah, exactly. Probably talk to your local congressperson uh, or your local yeah, your local representative. I mean, that's your best bet. And at least I'm sure they could at least get you started from there. True. It all starts at the bottom, Something folks. Grassroots campaigns. <laughs> right. We need to be doing more of that. In it starts with a small loan forward. of a million dollars. <laughs> right. But the, well, yeah. that's, that's the other thing, too. Uh, you know, DJ asking about keeping an eye out for venues. I don't, I have no idea what anybody's budget is. I like, and not to mention, I can't really call up some sort of like, you know, real estate agent or something like, Hey, I'm looking at this old building on behalf of a wrestling promotion. They're going to hang up on my ass. So, well, all you got to do is, uh, you know, if, if, uh, especially because my mom's in real estate and uh, Miller's in real estate. That's right. They're both, they're both like, they both are familiar with it. And, uh, how it all works so and stuff ask. so all yeah all i've been doing is sending like my mom uh posts about buildings or uh different leases from like city of wherever pages mm-hmm. like uh the town i live in it's like you know small town on the south side of johnson county so i'm like the farthest you i'm like the farthest from kansas city but i'm still like really close to it mm-hmm. um so like there's still uh, and Johnson County is where Kansas was too, because Kansas mm-hmm. was on 119th and uh, and Metcalf. Metcalf. Okay, yep. I thought so. 119th Metcalf. Yep. Yeah, I thought so. So like, you know, 119th goes all the way through like Overland Park down into like Olathe. Um, so Johnson County is full of like good locations. Mm-hmm. Even 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 if you're just talking about like running a show, like you know spot shows and stuff like that. Yeah, you still have the, some good places. The- that uh temple where was it on um like the one that nwl used to run out of that was on the yep. kansas side in overland that was park. in uh, overland park yeah 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 so i mean there's a lot of stuff on the kansas side i mean it's just yeah if finding the property is a whole other story and finding f- something that works that is close to everyone because yeah it'd be nice to have like a kind of a centralized location but, mm-hmm. man, but that's my I would yeah my hope it. would be that they'd find like a department store and then you know who knows depending on what type of hours they'd want to operate but like my thought is if you could sell like wrestler merch out of there during the week or you know like you said you're doing trainings and shit so you would have stuff to kind of fill in the time in between shows but 
man, if Journey Pro could get to the point where they were running like kind of like MPX running weekly, that'd be fucking nuts. Um, Even bi weekly. Yeah, there's potential there, fantastic. but I, dude, I, if, I, if anywhere, if anywhere that I worked regularly started going bi weekly, <laughs> I'd lose my shit. Because I, you know, because I got trained at a place that ran a couple times a week. So that would be yeah. nuts. I'll have to, it's, man, that's something we're going to have to do here in 2021. That'll, that'll be us. We will find the Journey Pro Arena. <laughs> that's that's our we heard here first. Down to beards goal yeah that's our new year's and, resolution and three weeks later we've uh we, i i think we've kind of unofficially and like said that we want to sponsor a match too uh sometime this yeah year. i'd be we down to look into sponsoring a match so yeah so i more. hope um hopefully journey i don't yeah i know because i know that they um at least miller is probably more towards leaning leaning towards like wait for people wait for us to be able to do crowds again um, before we kind of do anything mm-hmm. and i'm like i don't know i'd assume that that's the same camp dj's in um uh, and i DJ's ready from... to roll dude i think i think ben ben and maybe walter have had to kind of talk him down off that ledge like he was ready to run twitch stuff he was ready he he wants to see the twitch, he's jumping yeah. at the bit just ready to go now yeah, i will say he, they... he may have been talked off the edge a little bit but i mean i remember when we talked to Ben a couple of months ago, he was, he was the one saying that they were trying to do online stuff. And, and he was the one who was like, well, the yeah. crowd is the the most important. I just, I think we're at a point where there, there are, I know me and, and some other wrestling fans that I've talked to who are, are probably desperate at this point for some live wrestling. Like they're, they're willing to whatever hoops you need them to jump through to get to seeing live mm-hmm. wrestling they'll yeah. do it mm-hmm. um right. i think the places that are just recklessly running you know that don't care about it that's that's their prerogative but i i think the journey pro fan base at least the, the other ones that i've i've talked to online it's we all kind of share, share the same thing like if we got to wear masks if we got to wear hazmat suits if we've got to <laughs> you know sanitation sprayed, stations anything yeah. right if we gotta get sprayed down before we walk in whatever it takes um Cause I know I'm at that point. I'm, I'm just ready to see some live wrestling again. And yeah, if I've got a, uh, you know, if I've got to just go through the whole process just to make it safe for everybody, I'm willing to do it. Mm-hmm. As long as it's safe. So, that's all. I mean, that's all that matters. Right. That's know? all that matters. And I'm sure yep, and, right know, now we're still everyone shares that same sentiment. I would hope. Right. Right now we're still kind of under the, the wait and see approach. So yeah. that's all, that's all we can do right now. Right. Um, so with that, I don't know. There's not a whole lot to cover this week. Uh, I think one week closer to the rumble at the rumble, yeah, next, the week. rumble is next week. Um, so we can cover some of that. Some, I know that the women's dusty classic that, uh, Dallas yeah, and man. Or so ago has, I guess, started. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some NXT announced some key, uh, new acquisitions, uh, that included Priscilla Kelly and Elena Black. Mm-hmm. Uh, which bums me out immensely because I forgot I did. We did get to see Elena Black, which bums me out immensely. <laughs> yeah, because I I wanted like Priscilla Kelly. I wanted Priscilla Priscilla Kelly at Kansas Hall would have been fucking nuts. That place would have gone insane to see her wrestle. Well, Kansas um, Hall is dead. Kansas Hall is dead. Established now, yes. this. Kansas dead. In a, in a Journey Pro ring, Priscilla Kelly would have been awesome. And I there forgot we had Elena Black as part of a triple threat mm-hmm. match with uh Laney Luck and Marty Bell. Yes. Um, 
but I, she she was over really well at that show. I was hoping we get to see her again, but that's not going to be the case now uh, because nope. now they're they're getting paid a shit ton of money to be on NXT. So yeah, congratulations, congratulations to them. I mean, I'm I'm happy they are moving up. Um, but yeah, Make that that, that was money. I I don't know how much we really want to go into. I think the biggest news of the week was obviously the Undertaker appearing on the Joe Rogan Experience. Um, and kind of going the the discussion of WWE current WWE product was brought up and Undertaker went on a I don't know rant he was just giving his two cents and and for anybody that's listened to the Undertaker's interviews in recent years you wouldn't be too surprised by some of his perspective and stance which was basically get off my lawn yeah uh, very about. Clint Eastwood he's gotten very yeah. Clint Eastwood at his old age a little bit. So I, I think I think the biggest thing that that riled people up, which if I don't I don't listen to Joe Rogan, Dallas here does, so he can give a lot more context than I can. But the the gist of it was Undertaker talking about the the locker room environment, how he liked it back in the good old days um, when people brought. I, I keep seeing the joke about bringing guns and knives into the locker room. I don't know if he literally said that. I'm pretty sure he did. Oh, did he? Okay. I'm pretty quote. sure he word for word said something about oh, how God. all That's... the boys had like a gun or a knife in their bag and they all, you know, everybody looked like a brick shit house. Every yeah. like they were all a bunch of crusty men. He said something like that. Uh, I, he basically I, I capped it off by saying, uh, I miss the days when men were men. And yeah. that was kind of like the. Ugh. Yeah. And I, I guess he, and he was criticizing like them having, you know, people having video games in the locker room now and, that's what you know. Xavier yeah. Woods came out and countered, and yeah, uh, Shayna Baszler jokingly said she brings both weapons and video games. Yeah, I love that. Shayna was the best reply I've seen yeah. so far. Yeah, I, I saw Shana it, Baszler. dude. Man. I saw uh, Tom Pritchard talking about it, and uh, he put out like a couple tweets, I think, and then some some fucking indie dude who nobody knows was trying to. <laughs> make his name off of fucking trolling tom pritchard on twitter and fucking dr tom just lights this dude up on fucking twitter and annihilates him just like out of nowhere and i thought it was one of the most entertaining things i'd ever seen like and even if I could be thrown into the category of like young guys or whatever that he was fucking talking about and disparaging even if i am classified as one of those guys i don't give a shit it was fucking awesome <laughs> um ah, yeah man i so i did listen to it i listened to it before the articles got a hold of it you know mm-hmm. and uh ah, i mean i think they made it a bit of a bigger deal than it was like he wasn't like undertaker was just hanging out there you know they were just talking about stuff shooting the shit um and you know, especially after the last ride docu series, we all kind of know Takers. Especially now, he's you know, he's just kind of a Texas dude who's you know he's into his hunting and his fishing and uh, you know Texas stuff. <laughs> Texas. Second Amendment rights, you know Texas stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like that. And uh, I mean, it's not it's not exclusive to Texas, but like you know, no, no, it's Texas not. is Texas. They're, they're, they were proud as somebody right, who yeah, lived yeah. In, in Texas. Texas for is kind of like its own entity years. with that kind of stuff. Yeah, I can attest. They they love their mm-hmm. guns down there. They love that 
telling you they love their guns down there. They love and telling you. Sometimes brandishing and those so guns. Say, like, yeah, because, you know, Rogan, guns. too. Rogan was talking about how he was given so many guns once he moved his show to Texas and stuff. And um, that's that's how they were able to basically do the in-person interview is Rogan moved his show to fucking texas or yeah. to austin i think or something I like that. In austin. <laughs> tax breaks <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah and dude they started getting into the whole like oh everybody from california coming to texas thing and i was kind of like oh brush over this oh brush over this like just keep going keep it going and uh yeah. they you know it he never got like all up in arms about anything he was very chill very like you know not trying to piss anybody off just this is how i feel and if anybody has the right to their opinion, especially when it comes to wrestling, it's fucking Taker. Uh, so I'm not going to sit here and tell him he's wrong. Because, uh, you know, that's what he was familiar with. That's what he came up with. Right. Um, and, you, you know, like he told the story about how Buzz Sawyer uh, screwed him out of $2,000 and just beat him up in his backyard for weeks. Just blew him up and beat him yeah. up and then bailed didn't say a word to anybody and just went on to the next territory uh so like there was a lot of good stories in there about like wrestling and about his career and he talked about a lot of the injuries that he had and kind of what has changed in the past you know 30 40 years uh and how a lot of those changes have been good uh he was like i i can't remember what exactly rogan said when he he asked him a question about um Basically, it was something to do with the current product, and he, uh, what he was getting at was basically that it was a lot more sizzle than it was steak, if you've heard that expression before. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. the gist of what he was getting at, was like, guys are too busy trying to be, like, you know, flashy and pretty, and instead of worrying about the meat and potatoes, which I've, you know, I've heard that kind of language before, where you know, a guy can do all this super crazy, athletic, impressive stuff. Then you break him down to his fundamentals and it's shaky, you know? Um, I, I, I'm not speaking about anybody specifically here, but, um, that was basically his take. And he kind of, the word he kept using was softer. Um, they kept talking about, you know, how, the generation they came up in was full of hard men and the generation now is coming up with soft men. Uh, I think one of the, another one of the quotes that they were talking about was like how hard times make hard men, which make easy times, which, or which make soft times, which make soft men. This and it's kind of like really a cycle that repeats itself. Guy who talks about Nothing like men. that. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, I don't, okay. I did see a lot of people saying the words toxic masculinity and Mm-hmm. I I can't I can't remember where I saw this um this statement from, but it was it was something addressing the phrase and the idea of toxic masculinity and its presence in you know our cultures in America, and how masculinity itself isn't toxic. What makes it toxic is the lack of the masculinity. If that makes like it's it's when dudes have to feel like they got to compensate, they've got they like they feel like they have to be they have to have this bravado and this persona and they have to be, you know, they have they have this preconceived notion of what they have to be like or how they have to be perceived because we're men. Uh, You know, that kind of stuff can stem from not having a masculine figure 
uh, or role model, you know, growing up is more is most commonly where you see these traits of toxic masculinity. Um, so like we, you know, if I was going to go into this huge thing about toxic masculinity and whatever, then I probably should have prepared better for it. So that's not what I'm going to do. Um, but like, it's so weird because I see what Taker's trying to say. I see where he's coming from. However, I do think it's also a lot. It, there's more to it than that. Um, Cause I don't disagree with him on everything that he said during the entire, like if you listen to the whole podcast, um, which, you know, all the wrestling sites had to take that one sentence. Yeah, they had to take, oh, yeah, they always put it out there on the quote. social medias as hard as they can. Yeah, and everyone doesn't um, doesn't listen to it either. They'll just take that and run with it. There's so much, there's so much knowledge coming like that that dude has. There's so much information and so much value that he can give other people, especially younger people in in wrestling. Um so I I just I don't know, man. I feel like if people take that and they're like, oh, that's that's what Undertaker says. That's what he's doing. He's doing the whole get off my lawn thing. Oh, he thinks we're all soft or whatever. I don't like, like, it, ah, what did I say to you guys in the group chat when, uh, when people started posting those clips? I was like, uh, I don't care how, so like, if being soft means I don't have to worry about the stranger across the locker room for me with a gun in his bag. If, if, if being soft means I don't have to fucking worry about whether or not that dude's going to lose his shit and shoot up the locker room, mm -hmm. then I'm, I'm totally fine being fucking soft. Yeah. Like call yeah. me as soft as you want. If it means I don't have to worry about my safety and the safety of people around me outside of what we're here to do, which is wrestle. Yeah. And I mean, that there's, there's a lot to this. I, you know, I'll say, um, I mean, I, I think about what happened to Bruiser Brody, like right. I mean, dude was murdered over ostensibly like owning part of a promotion. I mean, like that's not worth murdering somebody over. It's, it's, well, this is fucking wrestling. Like it's bullshit. He, you know, for me, is brother. I, I have voiced my, oh, what's the word I want to use? Maybe disagreement with, with some of the things that takers said, I think separating the undertaker character from Mark Calloway, you know, and, and some of the things that Mark has said, I, I don't agree. I'm not saying I hate, I disagree with everything he says, but I think his perspective is that old guy perspective. Now, I'm not in the locker room. You are. So I, I take your, your perspective. I appreciate all, you know, more. So I'm just a fan on the outside, but I'm, I'm with you. Like, I think your safety and your well being are paramount. You're, you're coming out from the locker room to entertain me and put on a show for me, which again, it's, it's fucking wrestling. Like you shouldn't have right. to walk back there. That should be your safe space. That should be the place where you're comfortable you know, maybe you're not friends with everybody. And I've, exactly. I've been naive about that. I used to think that wrestling was this, you know, that everybody got <laughs> along and that's dumb right. because I was naive. And now I understand, you that's know, okay. you were in America, you're humans. You're going to disagree with people, but you're there to do a job. Like you shouldn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, it's I don't a workplace. I mean, I'm, I don't want to go to work mm -hmm. thinking that my coworker has a gun in their bag. And if they just have one bad moment, Right, they especially in wrestling. Like, we're already, every single one of us, a little fucking insane. Look at what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you're, You know what I mean? The, like, you come out of a match, you are got an adrenaline rush going, you're you're fired up. And, and especially back then when there was a lot of, like, 
manly man shit going on. Right. And we all had to prove how hard we were to the other guy. Like, you know what I mean? That just sounds like yeah. you're, it's a recipe for somebody to fucking die. I mean, right. Yeah. Art and, Anderson stabbed a dude or what was it? Or did he get stabbed? What was, what was the story on that one? Yeah, like, I thought he got stabbed. I, I'm not sure on Arn. I forget. I it was like, like stabbed too. Flair's I, Flair's talking about being Flair's stabbed gotten before. stabbed, right? But, yeah, like yeah, people have been more fans. Stabbed. Or is that other wrestlers? By other wrestlers, uh, well, Sid Vicious. Who was it? I think it was Sid Vicious and Arn Anderson. Was that the fight? It was like some wild ass fight where, like, I feel like I've heard about that. Yeah, I well, could I'd, be I'd wrong. To, I don't know. I'd have to do some research on it. I don't know. I you know I can tell you, I'm not an alpha male type at all. I don't. I no, don't. And not everybody in wrestling is. And, and yeah, I, I mean, I get it. It's, a, now. It's, it's an ego driven, you know, business. And, and I think it's, I don't, I don't know. Um, I was going to say, I, I don't think it's, it's, it has to be as competitive a business as it has been before, but at the same time, some of that competition, you know, can breed some of the best wrestling matches and promos and right. moments that we've ever it's seen. Good. And so, it, it's, it's good. Yeah. You know, don't, it's good to be competitive and it's, it's good to like, you know, want to go out there and put on the best performance. Um, because like in that sense, yes, we're, you know, guys in the locker room kind of compete with each other. Um, but like, it's so weird, man. Cause every locker room is different. Every locker room yeah. is different. And I've well, been in locker rooms where like, you know, where I did kind of worry where I was like, um, is this like, a, is this a, safe place for me to be like i've i've kind of looked around and been like uh i you know how like how many of these people do i not know how many of these people have i heard about like what have i heard about some of these people you know and kind of been like i gotta you know mind my p's and q's as we say sure um and 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 you know not to say i wouldn't otherwise because you know it's not like i would ever be you know uh Try, like trying to be disrespectful or anything like that to anybody else i'm because i'm like me personally i'm kind of just one of those guys that's like hey i'm, I'm there to do my job right like m more likely than not i'm going there with somebody that i know um so like i'll you know chat people up or whatever but like i'm not going to go out of my way to uh interrupt somebody or like you know try to you know try to fucking you know be friends or whatever if we've never spoken before uh i'll you know be professional because that's what we're supposed to do sure. and it's so yeah every locker room is different man like i've i personally i can't recall a single time where i've ever gone into the locker room and seen somebody playing video games um well, yeah i was yeah i would say you're also on the indies that's so the indies uh the, some I places like don't have indies, great internet where the indies wrestling. is very more like in the moment <laughs> uh the the indies is more kind of like you know uh very in the moment I think is a good way to describe it you because wrestle where you can wrestle kind of thing like right. you're you're not wrestling in you know fancy and arenas or things sometimes you're wrestling in a, a there's barn yeah there's so much that applies to like how taker event you know because taker came up the culture was different man right yeah uh you know guys wrestled with torn ligaments and he talked about how he was 90 percent of his socket wall in his eye was gone and he was wrestling for three days before he even got it looked at wow. uh you know he wrestled with uh 
his his hip both his hips were messed up and the one you know he had the one fixed earlier in his career and then the other one he waited 10 years to get fixed or something like that um he was just brought up in a different time man and uh there's not a lot of guys and i can't somebody on twitter in the business talked about how um yes times change yes the culture changes things evolve uh However, if you don't like you need uh, talent and experience are like two of the big things that like get people places in not just wrestling, but in life with, with whatever it is you're doing, you've got to be good at it and you've got to build your experience. Uh, that's how you get good at it. Without the experienced guys in that locker room to teach these young guys how to apply their, you know, superior athletic ability. Um, I think it's no disrespect to Undertaker, but I'm pretty sure it's fair to say that Undertaker in 2021 cannot wrestle the match that Ricochet can in 2021. Right. Uh, physically, you know, so it's, that's what the more experienced guys are there to do. That's their role is to pass that experience and that knowledge to teach these younger guys. Otherwise you just have the blind leading the blind. Mm -hmm. And there is truth in that. However, I don't think that means the that there's one way to do it and it's the way that the guy with more experience tells you to do it right because i have also experienced guys who have more experience that's in quotations for those of you listening to the uh audio pod (laughs) telling people to do something that is just not right Right. (laughs) they're like you know there's more there's plenty right ways to do something there's also a couple wrong ways to do something. And it's just, you know, that's kind of what happened on the indies where you kind of have the blind leading the blind because that's why there's schools everywhere now from, you know, God knows who. Um, you know, you talk about the bigger schools or the guys with the bigger names, the people everybody knows, like the ROW or Black and Brave or, uh, you know, Dusty's school. Dusty has a school now or Dustin. Mm-hmm. Dustin. Yeah. yeah, Dustin has a school now. Um, there's, you know, those kind of guys, those are like, you know, that's that's where you're getting that wealth of knowledge. You're setting yourself up to be taught the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have guys on the indies who, you know, they got trained by some carny uh, 20 years ago, and then now 20 years later, since they've been around for 20 years, brother, uh, they feel so good about the shit carny training they got that they're going to open their own school and they're going to teach kids the uh, shitty carny stuff that they were taught. And then that guy is going to hang out for a couple of years and then start training his own guys. And it just, you know, yeah, it just builds just goes it just downhill continues from on. there. It's a pyramid scheme of shitty carny wrestling. Right, exactly. And that exists a lot of places. Yeah. Um. So it's, ah, you know, it's it's obviously, and this is kind of how I look at everything. This is not a, oh, this is right and this is wrong. Yeah. It's a gray. There is elements of truth to both opposing uh, perspectives of this argument. There is truth to what Taker says and there is truth to the opposite. Is he right in saying that the business is softer now and it's worse for it? I don't personally think so. But I can understand why he thinks that. And I can understand that he's not coming at anybody in saying it. 
He's, you know, he's just sure he's he's just giving his two cents. Exactly. He's not like saying that it's anybody's fault. He's not putting it on. He's not putting that responsibility on the top guys now or the guys that are, you know, going through the ranks right now. It, it's just, you know, it's hap- It's what's happened. Uh, do I think that it's a good idea to kind of put the uh, influences of, you know, toxic masculinity for lack of a better phrase onto today's product and today's roster and today's, you know, uh, up and coming wrestlers. No, I don't, but that, you know, that's just kind of where the, the difference of the times, I guess the difference of the cultures that existed when undertaker was coming up. And when I'm coming up two totally different things. I think the the biggest thing for me is, is, and like you and I have gone back and forth on like different, our perspectives of, of wrestling. I think having talked to you and, and understanding like who, who your trainers were, you know, you, you've got, a, you've got a good mixture. I think you have a little bit of that yeah. old school mentality, mm-hmm. um, you know, but you have modern sensibilities to go along with it. Yep. Like I, I'm the kind of person I think wrestling should be for everybody. And I think wrestling should be everything. I don't think there's one type of wrestling, you know, and that's, I'm, yeah. I'm here for, for, technical you know pure wrestling shoot wrestling pure wrestling I, I love that i also love flippy shit i also love comedic wrestling i think when you right. have the right mixture of everything like that's the perfect kind of show for me and but that's something that no matter what your upbringing is that's kind of like a universal truth it should um, be yeah. that's about about wrestling is that wrestling can be anything mm-hmm. um so i think it and in terms of the statement that wrestling should be for everybody, uh, I think that's true in the sense of rest. There's something for everybody. There's something for everybody to, you know, like everybody can have their own takeaway. There's something mm-hmm. to like, there's anybody looking to be entertained can look can at wrestling it. and find something to like about it. Um, does that mean that everybody should try to get into wrestling? No, no, uh, yeah. it's, please yeah. don't everybody yeah. try to get into wrestling. Um, Cause that's the bottom line is that it's not for everybody. Uh, the biggest analogy, like in, in terms of actually doing it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. 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 No, I'm, in that, in that I'm, aspect, I mean, I'm it's like not for viewership everybody. versus, performer. but in terms no, no, of I'm... like, yeah, in terms of consuming the product, yes, there's something in it for everybody to enjoy. Um, it's just a matter of, what you find that you like and yeah there's, you know I, I just i feel like taker talking about it you know back when men were men kind of thing i think that was kind of limiting limiting in the product and limiting its its audience because i think uh, well that, i mean honestly if if i was going to dive deep enough into it i'd have to talk about you know his family his parents his childhood where he grew yeah. up what it was like for him growing yeah. up because I mean, because that's where all that stuff comes from right um so like, and I'm not sure, I'm not saying, you know, I'm, what am I trying to stay here? Uh, I'm not saying that any of that was bad, you know? I'm not, I can't, I can't sit here and speculate on it because I don't know how Undertaker sure. was brought up. I don't know what his upbringing was like and what it was like for him growing up. Um, you know, I can, I can kind of imagine based on some of, you know, his opinions and stances on things uh, such as that. Um. But yeah, it 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 doesn't mean that it's like still 
has to be a certain way. It right. doesn't mean that it's lesser for it. It doesn't mean that anything is like wrong or right. Uh, I just think that we've kind of moved past the whole, you know, men have to be men thing as mm -hmm. a, as like what kind of our society sets as the expectation for, yeah. you know, young men or boys growing up. It's just, we've become more aware of, you know, uh, mental health, I guess. And we've become more aware of what kind of um, external influences, mm -hmm. whether big or small, some of our culture can have on, you know, kids and then adolescents and then young adults. So it just, I guess, is a matter of time that that was eventually going to kind of change. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. There's, I think, there's, there's I think a much it goes, deeper, it, it goes a yeah. lot beyond wrestling when you like really yeah, want to dive oh, deep into it. Yeah. There's a much, much deeper dive that I, I know we're not the least bit qualified to No, Especially to, since yeah. like, like we didn't do any preparation on, to jump yeah, into it. We're just talking about it off the top of our, yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I think, my, one of my other complaints with what he said, I think he was directing his criticisms at the talent, and I think he should have been directing his criticisms towards Vince. Now he's probably not going to because he's that's never going to happen, yeah. right? But that's any any the level of talent in that those locker rooms is a million times higher than what it's been at any other point in WWE's history. Now, obviously, during like the Attitude Era, you had some of the, you know, most charismatic, most talented. I don't even know if you just had some of the most charismatic wrestlers that we've seen in a long time, but there was a huge gap after them. And there was, there was a lot of mediocre wrestling during that. Oh time. yeah, dude. If you look at like the lower mid card in the attitude yeah. era, Oh, you know, e ECW was an amazing product and was doing incredible promos some of their wrestling was masked by just crazy violent action when you had, you know, and Paul somebody who's a bad was a genius for right. being able to cover that up. Right. Like so, he knew how to apply his guys strengths and hide their weaknesses. Right. And <laughs> yeah. I don't, oh, I don't watch a WWE match today and think, Oh, that person's a bad wrestler. Um, well, Cause not, like very seldom them, will you ever the, see that. Unless right. they bring the worst Marie WWE back. wrestler, 20 years ago unless they decide to try to back. drop the undertaker on his neck but you know whatever yeah. um or if it's lacey evans but i digress that's that's, that's oh, a personal choice oh, damn. right um no but i mean it's i i think that so, so when he's when i hear him criticizing the locker room that's i just i think it's it's misguided his but it's his perspective and i'm not telling you he's wrong I'm just saying I don't agree yeah, with what and he says. I, I, th I think that's I kind think that's of what he was getting difference. at too, is he's yeah. not like, I don't, is that's what I was trying, I guess that's part of what I was trying to say earlier when I was talking about like how the culture changes and stuff like that. I don't, I don't think he was necessarily blaming the talent because um, one of the bigger themes that they were talking about on that pod was like how just as a generation, we've kind of started getting soft. Uh you know comparatively or whatever and that's I, I get you know i know you're rolling your eyes mike but like 
it's that's that, I'm just repeating what they were talking about, man. And no, I get, uh, you know, I, get I, that. I, I I'm just saying everybody to like listen to the pod, um, and try to go into it with an open mind, mm-hmm. even you know, despite having read the articles or having not read, having read the headlines, yeah. and you know, not diving deeper. I implore you to dive deeper, especially because it's Undertaker. Like, regardless of whether or not you agree with some of the shit he says, he's got, you know, plenty of nuggets of wisdom to pull from yeah, in there. And that's and, and that was kind of one of my takeaways was that, all right, this is how he feels. This is kind of the this is the era and the culture he came up in and that he was around and most comfortable in. So when things changed and he goes into the locker room now and sees video games instead of drugs and guns, that's kind of weird to him. Like, all right, I understand that. Would I prefer video games over drugs and guns? Yes. Uh, <laughs> but that's because I didn't come up with that stuff, you know, because I can, only, I can only imagine he was my age when he was seeing all that. And he saw it that way for another however many years until it started changing. So, yeah, they, yeah. it's just I, – and that's kind of what they were hinting at is it's just the change of the times, whether it's – for whether it's – I think the the big disagreement that people are coming to is ultimately whether or not it's for the better or for the worse. You know, some people might say it's for the better and some people are going to say it's for the worse. So that just comes down to, you know, each person's individual take on it. Sure. And it's, you know, it's important to at least listen to him and then make your, you know, 100% form your, form your judgment based on that. Especially I'm, I'm not like saying Taker. don't, li- you know, like I said, I don't, I don't agree with what he has to say, but I'll listen to what he has to say because at least that gives me more information than I had before he, he started talking. And that's, right. again, that's a bigger issue. You know, America's having to kind of deal with that process because for the last several years, it's when you've got, I'm, I'm not going to dive into all that shit, but basically yeah. it's, you know, when somebody's being crazy and insane, you just have to kind of, you just ignore what they say because you're not going to let that shit in. Right. What, but it's important to come back to center and kind of, I don't know. I guess I'm what I'm trying to say is don't ignore what Taker has to say. You don't have to agree with it, but no, at least listen especially to it and, if you don't agree with it, don't yeah. just disregard it. Just disregard it. But at least because it's at least, yeah, and especially Taker, he's the kind of guy that like you can disagree with him on stuff and then you can actually have a discourse and talk about it. Yeah. And you know, which is not whether which, whether not or everybody's not you're like gonna, that. Exactly. And whether or not you're going to change anybody's mind, that's not the point. That's not right. the goal. Right. You're just having the you're, the dialogue is there. And that's a lot more than we can say for a lot of people that feel the same way that he does. So, right. you know, so I know yeah, there's good to come from that. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it, it, at the end of the day, I, I if if soft is safer, you know, I'm happy with soft. And like, like you were saying, I'll you're be in the as locker squishy room. as you want, brother. Right. You know, I, at the end of the day, I, I just want you to come out and wrestle and put on a show for me. Like, right. and you and should be able, able to walk out of the back as, safely. Exactly. Right. You should be able to do I that feel like the possible. fans do not care how hard we are in the locker room. Some do. Oh God, that, that sounds sucks. weird and out that, of context. Right. And Once there's, again. there's a thing to be said for, for wrestling fans expectations. Trust me. I could go on. That's a whole nother episode of, of just, what fans should and shouldn't be doing, which I'm, I'm just going to say this one thing, like don't go looking up wrestlers like home addresses and sending them stuff. 
to have them like sign and and what a sharp you. turn mike right i'm just i've seen <laughs> a lot bad. of that i just wanted to hang out with somewhere. dallas for a day i just you know wanted to show up i was in the neighborhood <laughs> well just know, text miles, him first don't, don't send him your you know your t-shirt <laughs> also <laughs> though if you do have my phone number and i didn't give it to you that's kind of weird but you know right Right. I don't even think I have your phone number. I don't think I don't <laughs> think you do either. You guys have always just talked to me I mean, on like you know, socials yeah, or the man. group chat. Well, that's funny. We, you know, I was at the the uh, I was at Taps on Main watching the uh, divisional round football game last week with Gat, and Gat was asking, you know, where where you where Dallas lives, and I'm like, you know, actually, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, now I think about it, I don't really know. I, I'm not. I know. I I know he's like way out of town, but I I don't know exactly where he is. I don't. I, there was kind of a weird comfort in that. I'm like, okay, I'm not. I'm not that crazy. He's not too it. far. And I mean, he's just farther friends, than us. So it's like I should kind of know, but I don't. It's just I a quick hop, exactly. skip, and a jump. You know, he's over there. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think. And if there's anything that I, any mission that I have for for our podcast is just to kind of bring awareness to things and hopefully make things better for wrestlers and wrestling fans going forward. And I think some some of what taker said is a little closed minded and old school for me, but I do think right or wrong. I mean, he, he just, he kind of has the same intent. He wants wrestling to be better for exactly for fans and, and everybody. I just don't agree with his method, but you know, he's also been in locker rooms and, and like I've told Dallas, I'll take Dallas's perspective because he's been in locker rooms, you know, mm-hmm. you, you know, better, I can't speak to I can tell you what I as a fan want to happen in the locker room, but it's not my locker room to to dictate anything. That's like that's that's your space. Um and there and there's a separation. Like that curtain gives your space and then the other side of the curtain is, you know, fan space. But everybody should be safe in all those. Um I feel like guys are gonna take something from this and then they're going to make it way political and i really hope that they don't do that because that was something that they did a really good job at during the pod is while it's not hard to connect the dots on how maybe yeah, rogan or taker feel uh they still didn't make it about that you know what i mean mm-hmm. like they didn't sit there and go the fucking liberal snowflakes or anything like that and they didn't sit there and go like the fucking tinfoil hat wearing trumpets or whatever they they didn't do either of those things so uh you know that especially right now as as fucking basic and and i guess you know you wouldn't even think of that as an expectation it's kind of just like well yeah um that that counts for something right now i guess so (laughs) yeah like good on them for for that much i guess I, th- I think it's been nice not to have the torches and pitchforks out for the last couple of weeks and well that, yeah i know not, right? doesn't, doesn't mean the there's not work to do weeks. it just yeah. means that everybody's kind of we can converse and work through things it doesn't have to be just right it's just no and it doesn't and it doesn't all have to be political like jesus yeah, it's fucking wrestling yeah um, we we watch wrestling to get away from politics sometimes True. Unless Vince is running running some weird ass angles. Yeah, well, speaking of Vince and speaking of politics, uh, the Royal Rumble's next week. Yeah. So I think we should should take a little bit to to talk about. Um, I have no I, clue about any of. Yeah, that. <laughs> we're gonna try to plan to do some sort of maybe virtual watch along. Maybe one of you guys can host something on Twitch and 
or something. I mean, we'll we'll try to figure something out. Yeah. I th- I th- the Royal Rumble is one of the big ones. We got to do something special for, so we're we're still kind right. of in that yeah that planning I mean, phase. Last year's Royal Rumble, we were all in the same room. I know. Oh. I wish we could do that again. I but... know. My dogs miss you guys. You see, Kevin, if you would have been smart and just caught COVID by now, you would have the antibodies and we could all hang out. <laughs> My bad. Dallas and I were proactive. Yeah. Quit being <laughs> safe, you son of a bitch. Quit be, yeah. Quit isolating yourself in right. your house quit, and getting quit, cabin doing the right thing. Not letting people in your house. And only talking <laughs> to your dogs and your wife. <laughs> but but well, no. You know, yeah, we were in the same room for last year's Rumble. The very same Rumble where I correctly predicted both winners. So, uh, you know. Good old, good old 100% 2020 over here oh, looking man. to make it 100% for 21. Oh, we're going to have to get that scorecard going again. I think they have yeah. like a scorecard every year. Like someone on Squared Circle on Reddit uh, does a scorecard for WrestleMania and for the Royal Rumble. So I may look that up and I'll share it. With I, I honestly haven't looked at the roster of who's going to be. I have no clue. I mean, because they haven't had WWE. everybody. They haven't because obviously they got to save some, you know, for like surprises and whatever. Um, but there have been like a few people for each one that have already declared, I think, but not many. I'm trying to think who would be. I mean, Edge coming back last year was huge. huge. Um, are they? But they're not doing this in in. You know, that was in Houston. That was at Minute Maid Park. Like, Are they doing this one in the uh, Thunderdome? I I, yeah, I think so. I don't think this is... The, they've, the first public one they've announced so far is WrestleMania. Right. And, and they're looking at... And they're still trying to figure out just how much capacity yeah. they can do for that. Yeah, but they're they're going to pay attention to the Super Bowl, which the Super Bowl has said 20-something thousand are going to be at Raymond James Stadium. So, well, we'll see. So, we'll see. I mean, if, if WWE follows that guideline, then at least you got. Dude, can you imagine if Tampa wins today and Tampa is the first ever home team to actually play in their home yeah. field for the Super Bowl? It's not the one I want to see, but I don't. You don't want Packers. to see the GOAT against the next GOAT? That's what I want to. Uh, that's why I want to see the Bucks. Rather. Don't get I me wrong. I would love Aaron to see Rogers. Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than Tom Brady. I said it right here. Yeah, okay. I'll fight any one of you Patriots fans. I, well, let's go. I would Aaron, love Aaron to see Aaron Rodgers versus, versus Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. I would love to off. see that so much, especially since Aaron's offense is so good. He'll score like 30. Our offense is so good. We'll score like 30. So it that would be an amazing game. No, fuck uh, the Packers. However, if anybody is going to beat the Packers, <laughs> it's going to be like, the Bucs. Yeah. If anybody in the NFC right now is beating the Packers, it's the Bucs because they did it. So. I don't think so. They did it convincingly. I know they, they did. That was that was week six. It was about the same right, time. but that we was Aaron's beat, worst game of the year. We beat Buffalo the same way. Are they like, playing at Lambeau it, today, or are they? Yeah, play- it's at Lambeau. Yes. And there's going to be snow. <laughs> it's, it's but hey, Tom plays great in the snow. As we're recording so we're this, it's in about 15, 20 minutes that game starts. Well, That's so true. Wrap this up because I want to. I want to boo Green Bay. I'm going to lose my voice oh. before the Chiefs game starts. Damn Brady. <laughs> It's it's the Chicago way. I'm sorry. It's just I got, the way, no, you know. I understand, man. Hey, I don't care who comes out of the NFC. I just want to beat the freaking Bills, man. Yeah, that's I exactly. I was gonna say you guys are putting the cart before I, the horse I, here. Well, yeah, I know. Let's okay. If we're if we're gonna talk Super Bowl predictions, I would say I would put. I think playing Green Bay is a coin flip, but I think Green Bay may be a better team this year than us. Uh, but if if we go up against Tampa, I think we smoke the shit. Who out of them. on their defense are we worried about? 
Uh, I mean, they're corners. Jair Alexander and I'm not sure who the other Green Bay corner is. You think they're locking uh, down Tyreek for an entire game? Uh, not an entire game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but I mean, no, nobody on Tampa's defense is either. And Tampa doesn't have a corners that. I mean, remember Tyreek well, smoked Tampa, that guy Tampa's for like two hundred yards in the first quarter. <laughs> Tampa's front seven is still way better than Green Bay's. This is this is the way I this is the way I break it down. Uh, if if their defense has at least one guy that is so good that we have to like scheme around them and like figure out how to lock them down and keep them from you know from disrupting our offense then that's a defense I'd worry I'd worry about the only defense that doesn't really have that right now is Buffalo so I feel like we're all right against okay. Buffalo tonight but Buffalo's got Tredavious White um yeah I I know that Buffalo's defense is really good in the playoffs nothing. yeah I, I'm not worried about the but like seven. yeah their front seven like Patrick Mahomes is going to be comfortable all night Travis Kelsey's going to be open exactly so, which means yeah. the game is a lock Right, if Mahomes is comfortable and Kelsey's open, game's over. Okay. I would. I, I want to bring up the what-if scenario. What do if it. the Chiefs don't win today? Who do you guys have for the you're for not the You're Bowl? not hearing me. You're not hearing from me if say, the Chiefs don't win the, today. You know, I thought I about see, this. I don't I'm, want to ask that. I don't want to jinx anything. I'm just saying, like, it, no, like I, did I, you guys, would you guys support the Bills if they went to the Super Bowl? Yeah, no. yeah. That's a good fan base. I don't I have would. a problem with Buffalo. I mean, I... I would support the Bills just because I I would not give a shit. Like I said, fuck Packers. But then also, like, uh, yeah, I don't I, give a shit about Tom Brady. I'm, so. I'm kind of in the same boat. I, like, if if it's not the Chiefs, I don't care. I'll just watch the Super Bowl because it's the Super Bowl. No. I, I will tell you this. I have watched every Super Bowl since Super Bowl 25. Um, I caught a little bit of 24, but I didn't. It was basically the that last drive that Montana, God. you know, drove down and scored on the Bengals. You watched um, Montana playing in the Super Bowl? Shut the fuck up. I see Montana live, dude. Oh, my first wow. Chiefs game, my first Chiefs game was Montana was our quarterback. Dude, my first Chiefs game was after Green went to the Dolphins because oh. it was a preseason game and like everybody was all, oh, Trent Green's there. <laughs> my my first God, was, was uh, Alex. Uh, Alex was his co- like when he was debuting. Or no. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was my first. It was Alex. Uh, it was his first season. I think that was that was my first recent Chiefs. It was like twenty thirteen. Yeah, the home opener twenty thirteen. It was the same year we brought in Reed. Yeah, Yeah. and so I was excited to see Andy Reed because we had really good seats. My friend, uh, he had season pat like season seats like right off the forty yard line, Mm -hmm. like right on the like like right off the second row or whatever. And so we were right there on like the Chiefs line. Yeah, and it was cool seeing like all those dudes up front. I went to that. I, I went to training camp. Andy Reid's first year, but I don't think I went to any games that year. I think it was the following year I went to games. Um, but yeah, I. But the the one the Super Bowl that I've watched the least was the was it twenty I guess twenty nineteen technically, but the was that the, Patriot the Rams. freaking stinker yeah yeah that, the oh, last year. That but that I was didn't because watch any of that yeah it was, I watched the first quarter I saw the <laughs> score and I went all right I'm gone. Yeah. One of my favorite, which one was the one that the power went out? And then, like, it was one with was, the Ravens, wasn't it? It was Niners Ravens. Uh, I can't remember the specific 2000? number. Yeah. No, no, no. It was no, much, more it was than much that. later than that. But I just remember that was, it was the power that going was Colin out. Kaepernick was. Oh, was okay. So that was like took over. 2000. Where the 49ers oh, gave it up again. No, it's got to be more recent than that. <laughs> but I don't no. think Colin's not been out of the league that long because it was Trump's. It was during Trump's presidency that he lost the, his. So 2016, 2017 then? I 2017 or 2018. 
Well, Shit, I've slept since then. I just remember um, the funniest comment coming from that when the power went off. They were like, oh, looks like Undertaker's here at the Super Bowl to announce his <laughs> WrestleMania opponent. <laughs> just kind of wrapping it up around the Undertaker. <laughs> um, God, yeah. There's been some good Super Bowls. Yeah, we kind of, we did Particularly we totally last year was one of my football. favorites. <laughs> yeah. You know, be- before last year, my favorite was, uh, was Super Bowl 48 was Seattle and Denver when Seattle went off. That was a good one. I loved watching it was like 48 Denver to 10 lose. or something. Yeah. yeah. I watching Denver watching get Denver stomped lose. was so great. Like so that was such a blowout that you know most super most people talk about how like the viewership dropped off drastically towards the end because Seattle was just stomping them to death. Mm-hmm. But god, I I yeah. couldn't stop watching that. That game was <laughs> magic. Uh and yeah, watching Peyton Manning get stomped into oblivion. Uh, it's always of course a good they'd feeling. win 2 years later, but it's gonna be more magic watching us go back to back, baby. That's the hope. That's the hope. That's um, the hope. Yeah. So yeah. So next week, I, th- I think we're we're hoping to have one of our uh, we're hoping to have a guest for next week, uh, since it'll be the break between you know it'll be a Sunday off. We have free time to do whatever, <laughs> uh, and then the Sunday after will no be football. Super Bowl Sunday. So we'll have to, God willing, we'll have plans that day. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I think we're we're coming up on this hour mark. I, I will take this last second to say, so there are, are I won't elaborate too much, but uh um there's some things going on uh with with the the podcast network and not not bad things. There's just there there are some, you know, we're a new network, so we're getting things streamlined and organized. We've got stuff in the works. And stuff and one the of works. the one of the things, things is uh, trying to get our time down for like to where the podcast is only like an hour long which if you listen to us up to this point, I don't know if we've had an episode under an hour. Yeah, we have, <laughs> because, but it's few and far between. And it's always the episodes we really don't seldom. have anything to talk about. Yeah. Because I, we always I start off an episode. I think where those we're like, are our worst episodes, but that's just me. Yeah, we were like, um, oh, I don't know if we have much to talk about this week. And then like an hour and a half later, <laughs> we're like, right. yep. So, um, So we're still kind of in a feedback gathering phase. And so that's why I bring it up to say, you know, Hopefully, going forward, we'll try to keep them at an hour. Um, you know, let us know if that's if that's your preference. If you like them at an hour, give us you know, your good. feedback. Yeah. Yes. If you if you like our longer form episodes, um, which are personally my preference, I, I love the longer episodes, especially the interviews. I hate yeah. limiting an interview to an and hour. And maybe we, maybe there's a maybe down the line there's some way we can uh, we can still find a way to provide some longer form content. Maybe like yeah. a like on a, a Patreon, Patreon or, something or something like that. Yeah. We'll That's figure true. it out. That's we'll true. figure it out. So, you but know, you got to let us know. You got to let us know on them socials and in our email. Yep. Where can so, you find those, Mike? You can find those. Uh, we are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We're all at 3B Wrestling Pod. Yeah. Uh, we also have an email address of 3B yes, Wrestling Podcast at That's gmail.com. That's 3B Wrestling Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. That was you your know, hype, man. He is. <laughs> Gotta make sure they hear it, brother. <laughs> so, you know, definitely let us know what you think. Um, like I said, I think this one's actually gonna come in, in an hour, which is kind of nice. Um, so good on us. But uh yeah, just let us know. Um and then also we're starting to look for more interview guests. So if you have people that you want to hear from, let us know that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always like going after and introducing y'all to wrestlers maybe that you're not as familiar with or or haven't heard from before. Uh, so we love bringing those kind of people on in the hopes that once things are up and running, we can get them to wrestle here in front of us, which yes. would be fantastic. So, uh, yeah, that's, I think that's all the, uh, housekeeping 
we need to do. Fellas, you got anything to say before we get out of here? Good. Nope. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. All right, folks, thank you so much for for tuning in and listening to us this week. Uh, We will see you again. Uh, Go Chiefs. And later, nerds. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus. The bulbous walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. 911, what's your emergency? Señora, ¿me está diciendo que un tren le pegó a una camioneta? Sí, yo pensé que que sería cruzar, el hijo iba rápido, creo, y después... ¡Ay, Dios mío, qué horror! No puedes saber a qué velocidad viene un tren. Por eso están los señalamientos de advertencia. Obedécelos. Alto, el tren no para. Mensaje de Nitsa.